Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. G'day once again to Profitable Farmer. Wonderful to have you all dialing in and listening from wherever you are around Australia. I am am excited once again in this podcast. It occurred to me that um, there are some wonderful men and women on the Platinum Mastermind program with us. And so I'm framing this podcast, The Men of FOA. And the next one, I'm interviewing a few ladies of FOA. Um, So it gives me great pleasure to introduce three um, really capable and successful farmers from within our Platinum Mastermind program. So we've got Nick Cook from the York Peninsula in South Australia, who I'll introduce just shortly. Mark Carter from just south of Dubbo in central New South Wales. And Ben Taylor from Condamine in Queensland. So um, a range of enterprises. Nick um, runs a mixed farm cropping and doony sheep in York Peninsula and has a, a business outside of farming in um, Kingsway Welding, a fabrication business. Mark and Sally in uh, central New South Wales have a a mixed farm with some intensive cropping and trade livestock. And uh, Ben and his wife Kate and brother farm um, a third-generation broadacre cropping business up at Condamine. So my um, hope for this podcast, guys, is that you get to hear some real-life experiences of some people on the Platinum Mastermind program with Farm Owners Academy and um, get, I'm really looking forward to sharing their stories. So it's with that in mind that I introduce Nick, Ben and Mark. G'day guys, how are you going? Good, thanks Hutch. Well, thanks Hutch. G'day Hutch. Thanks. Yeah, good, thanks mate. So Nick, you kicked off with us near three years ago. Um, and you're in your third year of the Platinum Mastermind program. Could I ask you just to share with us what life looked like for you perhaps three and a half years ago and what, how, how business was for you and, and what life looked like and perhaps what were some of your challenges at that time? Yeah, absolutely, Hutch. Um, yeah, so three years ago when I joined, I'd probably been uh, out of the Navy for probably two and a half years at that stage and I sort of just, going through the motions, just sort of floating about. And um, and one day I was flicking through Facebook and uh, seeing the ad for the farm owner's two-day course over in Adelaide, and I thought that's exactly what I need to do. Like, it was it was pretty well spot on uh, what I was chasing and um, uh, drug a few mates along who uh, are actually doing the course now, Harry and Bridie, um, shout out to them. But, and uh, it, it's just been sensational. Everything... I think the first thing I needed to work on was myself. I just had a, just the mindset wasn't uh, where it needed to be. And probably the most powerful thing I've taken away from the course is having uh, Westy as a coach, um, whether I was just lucky to get him or whatever. Um, he's, he's just sort of been there and done that in regards to my journey. Any problem I'm having, he's had it before and he's only a phone call away um yeah you touch base once a month with your with your coach and um yeah any any issues i'm having i can sort of pitch to westy and uh he's been super helpful there um as far as uh progress we've made with the actual 
farm owners. Um, we've got a successor on board. Um, we've been sitting down with Tony Cat for nearly uh, two years now, and while the all the signing and all the all the transfer of ownership that's still a long way down the track. Just the conversation itself is a lot further along than it would have been had we just never had that conversation. And I think, we, yeah, like I said, we were just we we're just going through the motions. There was nothing happening. There was no talk about the future and you know what happens when you die to the old man and that that question that no one wants to talk about and and i think yeah it's better to obviously have that conversation <laughs> beforehand um as far as uh, progress that we've made i think it was you know the, the course paid for itself in about the first two minutes uh our agronomist um there was a few problems there and and another thing I've learned from the farm owners, you, you're quick to blame other people, but we sort of had to reflect a bit and look at what we were doing. Um, and it was probably more so us letting the agronomist down, not the agronomist letting us down. And, and the third one was uh, the accountant, and he's long gone. And <laughs> uh, we're not looking back to the bloke that we're with now. He's just light years ahead of the old one. Uh, don't want to knock the bloke too much to don't want to burn the bridge but um yeah very glad we've moved on there and just that that was just a big 30 percent of that we just nipped in the butt straight off the bat you know like andrew says pick the low-hanging fruit before you start climbing the tree and looking for the green stuff and um other things that we've implemented with the farm owners would be the weekly meetings that's been sensational getting the brother the old man on board because we'd we just sort of get to work on Monday and just sort of float around and everyone's just doing their own thing and and it's sort of we, we're just getting twice as much stuff done now that we're um, we're working as a team and we're sort of working towards something like we there's still a lot of ground to cover there like I'm not saying that we're perfect by any means but we've made a lot of progress and I think we're heading in the right direction. It's great to hear all of that, Nick. I mean, I reflect on the fact that, um, you know, our success is determined by the people that we surround ourselves with. And so, you know, it's it's a pretty significant step to identify that the professionals that you had around you might not have been giving you the depth of support you were looking for and taking action on that clearly has had a good effect for you. Um, Also reflect on that construct that leadership is about giving people certainty. And, you know, I... I get the impression that you as a farm business owner now um, and with your family, you've all got so much more certainty around how succession will play out and how um, the day-to-day operations play out um, and what your personal future looks like within the business given that you've been able to work with Tony Cat and move through some of those really important succession conversations. Yeah, no, I agree 100% there, Hutch. And, and it was pre-farm owners, uh, me and the younger brother were, were about to get in a fist fight. We were, it was, the tension was there and um, he went over to WA and, and worked away for a year and a half or so. And that, that's just done wonders for his his work ethic. And, um, and yeah, back to the team meetings, I think, I think now that... Dad knows that we know what he wants and, you know, he realised we're not mind readers. We need to sit down and talk and um, 
his stress levels seem to be calming down daily. He's still got a bit of work to do, but he's he's a lot better than what he was. And um, and yeah, you know, they really they really drive the point home to fix your business. You got to fix yourself. And I've had to do a lot of uh, soul searching and and looking at myself and saying what can what can I do instead of trying to work out what everyone else is doing wrong. It's like what am I doing wrong and what can I improve on and and that's that's just been a huge step. Just take ownership of what I can take ownership of and 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 work to perfect that. It's so um, it's so encouraging just to hear the way in which you've taken on the lessons and some of the principles that we share um, on this program, and you've applied them not just to your business but so um, completely to your approach to management, to to family, and and to leadership, mate. It's a real credit to you. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. No, it's um, it's yeah, like I said, a lot, a lot to do with the farm owners, and you touched on before as uh, you know, birds of a feather flock together, and and having two hundred and fifty or how many people you've got doing the farm owners now, like-minded people, it's just such a powerful group. You 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 hang around, and you see a lot of negative and pessimistic people, and uh, I know that the deep dives are not happening at the moment, but I I do cherish them and um just being around in that positive environment is just powerful you just walk out of that place with the spring in your step and and uh yeah i, I really enjoy those thanks nick i'm gonna throw to ben um ben you're on your first or in your first year with kate and sam on the platinum mastermind program um how is it you came to discover farm owners and and what prompted that decision to to get underway yeah, it's um, a good question, Hutch. I, I suppose initially um, I was actually looking for a personal mentor um, for myself. Um, I, I hadn't, I'm not a Facebook man, um, so I hadn't seen you on Facebook. I hadn't heard about Farm Owners Academy. I was on a search for a, for a personal mentor um, for various reasons and um, I had some good friends that uh, were using mentors in Brisbane, you know, Brisbane, in their corporate jobs and their corporate roles, and um, and upon talking to them, they uh, I uh, found out that they were using Robo, and um, so doing a bit of research on Robo, I then discovered Farm Owners Academy, and um, oh, it was a perfect fit when I when I read the the brief. You know, obviously being from the agricultural industry, passionate about farming. Um, I was certainly looking for some um, guidance in the direction of creating a stronger and uh, more profitable business. Um, I've certainly been one over the years to challenge my uh, to my dad and my brother in regards to um, in regards to that area of the business. Um, very much a really good technical. Um, operation operating team here um, you know we've got a beautiful farm and technically everything's done magnificently but I just felt that there was areas in business that needed to be done better and uh, hence my uh, research on on a business coach and uh, the rest is history I'm here we, my, Kate, my Kate and I signed up initially and did the take control program and and um, really enjoyed that and got an immense amount of um, progress out of that and understanding of where you know, Farm Owners Academy was coming from and obviously the two-day course was a part of that that sign-up, um, initial sign-up and we visited Adelaide in February and 
probably the last time anyone could go anywhere and, and uh, made the decision in March to join up to the Platinum Mastermind course. So here we are. Here we are. It's wonderful having you and Kate with us, Ben. Um, I think it's a really fair point that you raise is that mentoring and being coached, executive coaching and business coaching, it's now commonplace and proven to have a real impact in corporate agriculture or in corporate in the city. So, you know, most executives have at least one person in their corner helping them be at their best in their roles. Um, I feel like equally, and I think farming business management is actually probably even more complex than what some of those guys might need to deal with. Um, Do you feel like mentoring and coaching has a real place in agriculture, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, You know, at at that point I was using my, I've got a really good relationship with my bank manager, my my accountant and... um, and my stock and my, you know, my financial advisor, and I was using them as mentors. And, um, and I found myself obviously fortunate enough to, to know some people in that corporate space and corporate world. And, uh, well, just sort of felt to myself, well, why can't we apply that in our industry? Because as you say, it, it's a difficult place to, to be involved. Um, you know, we've got the challenges of weather, we've got the challenges of, of working with your family and closely every day. Um, you know, it's a complex arrangement for us all to deal with. And I don't think any of us actually give ourselves enough credit for how well we approach that um, that business structure. I don't think anyone could possibly understand it in the corporate world, um, what, what we do. So I think the crossover of learning from both um, industries, which is what you guys now provide, really, is you know you've got all this, you know this uh, knowledge of the corporate industry and the contacts in the corporate world, and applying it to the family farming uh, business. I just think it's, uh, I think it's amazing. I think we're really fortunate to have it here, and yeah, we're really enjoying the, the journey. What are you most proud of, Ben, about your sort of first twelve months on the program so far? Yeah, in, um, interesting question, Hutch. Um, probably, I definitely think um, I've uh, learnt a lot about myself, I suppose. I mean, I knew myself, but I knew that, uh, yeah, I think working on myself and my mindset, um, understanding that other people's that you work with have different opinions and views and are rightly so. So just managing that relationship was probably a big learning for me. Um, Certainly uh, the guilt, one of my biggest issues was was the guilt of um, that I put upon myself about not necessarily being a traditional technical farmer. I I like the office space and... um, I enjoy being in here and I think it's important, but it's not seen to be the way in, in our industry, unfortunately, um, which obviously you guys keep talking about. So I think probably for me the biggest thing is is now accepting that it's perfectly fine for me to be here. Um, my family have certainly embraced that, fortunately. Um, they understand it now and, and totally agree the importance of that role. Um, so I think that has probably been... My biggest highlight of the course, just how how I feel, how how comfortable I am around um, that environment now. Which is huge, Ben. 
And I like it that Greg talks about the three pillars that kind of underpin what farm owners is about. And it's about getting our mindset right and understanding the difference between technical farmer and being the CEO of a farming business. And I think you really own the CEO role in your project really well. It's just great to know that you're now comfortable to, um, you know, and that everyone around you acknowledges that. But mindset's key. Business is key and farm business or farming technical is key. And I love the fact that this program focuses on all three. What I love the most is that it starts with the mindset stuff. You know, so the first six to 12 months of the journey is really focused in on, um, you know, getting into that mindset that I am actually the CEO of a farm business and I am not necessarily only a technical operator. Um, It's so important. There's so many components to making that shift um and we could start focusing on financials first or on technical first or on planning first i just think it's really strong that this program does focus in on mindset um in the first part would you agree with that ben yeah yeah absolutely totally agree i mean i mean i mean that's you know it's relevant for me when i say i um i'm feeling comfortable about being the ceo but it, obviously everyone doesn't need to be the CEO or everyone doesn't want to be in the office. So whatever, wherever you are and your interests are within your um, business group, I think as long as you acknowledge that as a team, um, then you will then as an outcome be able to work so much more efficiently together. And I think, you know, so whether you're a technical guy and you just want to be the technical guy, we'll just acknowledge that and, um you don't have to cross over if it doesn't interest you, but then that gives you an opportunity within your business to have the conversation to say, well, right, oh, well, where's, where, where am I best to fit in this team? And, you know, is it okay for me to just concentrate some more time in that area? And if you like that space over there, I'll leave you to that space over there and that's your department. And so we've certainly learnt that um, through the modules and the platforms of farm owners, yeah. Yeah, great, Ben. Thank you. Mark, just to bring you into the conversation, you're in your second year with us. Um, again, where were you two years ago and what um what have been the highlights for you so far? Got me there now, mate. Yes, mate, far away. Yeah, good. Good. G'day, everyone. Um, yeah, Hutch, our story, there's a lot of crossovers with what Nick and Ben have already spoken about, but really um, when we joined, we're in the grip of that bloody drought you know what I mean and um we we were sort of spiraling down um both mentally and financially I suppose um and credit to my wife here probably she realized that and um and sort of knew that we needed something you know I was happy just to be out slogging away day by day but you know we were uh we weren't getting anywhere so yeah um it was it was just that introduction at Canberra when we started getting around the like-minded people. You know, there's a lot of a lot of people in the same headspace in our area, so it was good to get away and start afresh and get all these new ideas um, in place. I mean, we we sort of seen it on Facebook originally and um, and knew of some people that actually joined and that we thought were like-minded, and we went from there. You know, but um, yeah, we, we sort of. I'm a figures person, I suppose, Hutch, so that's why I initially went and thought, geez, you know, how good is this business we're running? Um, Sal was more, she was thinking of that mental space and it's a funny thing, mate, I think we've been in now about 18 months 
and I'm only really just getting some real benchmarking figures back. So just reiterating what everyone else has said, you know, all that mindset stuff is positioned correctly up front. And, um, yeah, so we, you know, I got a lot out of that. I didn't even know where I was going or what I was going to attend, if I must be honest, you know, but just from day one, it was all positive, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, we, we were at a crossroads, you know, arguably we, we needed some help and, and here we are and we, we're, we're, we're continuing to get that help and it's really good help, Hutch, you know. Fantastic. I think a lot of people do come here wanting the financial literacy training and the benchmarks um, and probably don't appreciate that there's a few other dimensions to this. Just on the financial training mark and the benchmarks, because it is a real real focus and passion of yours, how have you found that so far? Well, it's been challenging, mate. I must be honest, um, we weren't managing well enough. We weren't keeping well enough records. Um, we actually come from a business background before we started our farming where we had a lot better control than where we had here, and it's only taking us coming through this system realising just you know, if I'm honest, that we weren't doing a good enough job and we had a lot to learn and we are getting our figures together now. And, look, we've just got our, our first benchmarking back and it's a bit of a kick in the pants, Hutch, to be honest. You know, it's really um, we've got to take a bit of accountability and, and our show, we're aiming for the right direction now, but we weren't, uh, we weren't earlier on, mate, you know, so it's been a good realisation for us. Thank you, Mark. When making a commitment to three-year investment in farm owners, it's a big time commitment um, and it's a big money commitment. It's like committing to doing an MBA. And I think we should compare it to that because I think the content of the training is that significant. Um, the benefit is you get to apply it all back to your own business in real time and you get really strong mentoring and coaching and you're on that journey with some wonderful peers. Um, but it is a really significant investment what, what did it take to, to make an investment like that in the you know, thick of three years of really tough seasons, Mark? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, it's a good point you make because it's a little bit of money uh, to find, don't get me wrong, but, but all I can say is that I'm glad we, we did commit the money and, um, you know, you only get what you pay for as such and we're finding we're getting it back tenfold as such. Um, you know, fortunately, we fell into good circumstances. As soon as we joined, we've had a break in the season and everything's just been better ever since, you know what I mean? But um, but I suppose, yeah, on that money spending and that education thing, you know, we've always got to learn something. I'd probably got into a bit of a stalemate there, you know, um, so it was it's good to get back on the horse with learning and challenging ourselves in that type of thing. For, for, for myself, it particularly has been, you know. I think, I think it's true, Mark, that a business will never outgrow its owner. And so if we haven't been learning, um, it stands to reason that no matter what business we're running, um, we might be the bottleneck at the top of it. Um, and so I think, you know, my lesson learned is that my business grows when I invest in my own development and it's just so encouraging to see so many farming families making that investment in their own development you know, so they can ask better questions of their business and then, you know, see the better results. Yeah, for, for, for sure, Hutch, yeah. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about that. And it's just funny now that we're in that space, you know, how much more excited we've become and how much more sales I was working off farm, 
she's now sort of back on farm and um, feels as if she's part of the system too, you know, whereas before she thought she had to be a breadwinner off, et cetera. So it's, it's great to see um, there's, a, there's a lot of that coming back onto the scene as such, you know, where a lot of wives, partners, whatever, can be involved in the business and through, through say, farm owners and educating ourselves, we can make that all, uh, we can make that all work, you know, as such. Yep. Yep. I love the fact that when we get together with our clients that there's 300 people in the room and half of the room um, are our, the women of FOA who I'll interview next. But I think it's, you know, there aren't many conferences in this industry where it is 50-50 in the room and where um, the wives and the partners um, of perhaps the technical farmer are, you know, just as valued and just as important on the journey. Yeah, um, yeah. Interesting point, Hutch. You know, I think Sal wondered her value in our business, but what's really turned for us is that um, now she's as valuable, if not more valuable, than me in the business. You know what I mean? And it's taken this whole farm owner system for us to get our head around that. You know, it's a bit like Ben talking early on about. You know, he's now accepted that he's a CEO of the business, as such. Um, you know, and how how we're being taught, you know, get out of the paddock for the $25 hour jobs and, you know, get back in and make some big decisions. It's just, um, yeah, there's some terrific systems we're learning and some terrific structures, you know. Um, so it's it's very positive for our situation um, to, to be learning those particular or, or accepting that a bit like Ben was saying earlier on. Thanks, Mark. And I really appreciate you sharing that about Sally. It's just wonderful to know that, that, the significance of her part in your business is being appreciated and realised and absolutely it's such a key part to a business going to the next level. Ben, just coming back to you, mate, um, the financial literacy training, how have you found it? Um, and you know, you've probably had some real strength in that area. Has it, has it consolidated some learning and really helped you build out your skills in, in finance? Oh, certainly, Hutch. Yeah, I um, I, I somehow did have a fair understanding um of where I was at and what I was doing. Um, all self-taught. Um, and since doing the farm financial framework uh, course, certainly learnt that I need to know know a lot more. Um, but I actually out of that program actually did take a lot of confidence in where I was at. Um. You know, with uh, with cash book management and um, you know setting budgets, that's not that's something that I do do and do follow, uh, pay attention to regularly. Probably because, um, yeah, it was necessary for our business to do so. It has been for a while. So, um, I, however, the benchmarking um, data was something like you said before. You touched on that a lot of us sign up just to do the bench. Marking that that was that's a fair point, and that was something that I really did want. To, uh, that was the information I really did want to source out of this course. Um, and it's interesting. Like I do have an understanding of our of our statement, you know, our balance sheet and our statement of position. But all the other areas of the business that uh, that you think that you're doing a great job on, it all of a sudden becomes aware to you that maybe that's not necessarily the area. That that, that you need to be concentrating on um, and, 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 and likewise, 
But the flip side there is that you thought you were performing well on, all of a sudden, ooh, well, actually that isn't indicating that at all and I need to focus some more time and energy on that. So that's the that's my biggest learning from the farm financial framework was actually possibly thinking that I did know my business but actually not um, not knowing it as well as I thought. And um, areas that I was concerning myself around the business and focusing energy on, I actually didn't have any need to. So, you know, then you can start applying that energy elsewhere to, to focus on the areas you need to. Yeah, it's so interesting, Ben. Thank you. Cookie, I might just ask you to unmute yourself. You've um, a few benchmarks and, and done a couple of debriefs, I think, with Greg. How have those debriefs been and what impact has you know, that real deep interrogation around the benchmarks, what impact has that had on, on your business, perhaps both your farm business and even Kingsway Welding? Um, yeah, we've done two. I'm actually still waiting to hear back on Greg. Uh, that was probably my fault for taking too long to get the numbers to him, but I, I will press him on that a bit more. But um, the first one basically was a bit of an eye-opener because it wasn't that exciting. Um, it was, you know, we just we were just breaking even. It's like we'd, we're just going through the motions and it's like Greg said, well, why don't you just sell up and put your money in the stock market? At least you'd be making 4%. Um, at least you'd actually be making money. It's like, well, what do I get up every day and bust my ass if we're not moving forward? And um, uh, so, yeah, that was, it was good to, to get that. And, and um, like Ben said, there's a lot of things that we didn't even know that we should be looking at um, numbers wise. And, and that's where the, um, agronomy figures sort of stood out and I thought oh shit uh, it's obviously agronomy's fault and then um, we dug a little bit deeper and it was probably some of our farming practices that we needed to focus on a bit better um, but yeah I, I'm certainly looking forward to uh, getting our second benchmark back and um, from last year and, and and looking forward to doing this year's one as well because uh, like Greg said you can um, it's easier to benchmark in the good years but um, we've had two mediocre years and this one's sort of looking up a bit so um it'll be good to benchmark this year and with a few more farm owners things in place and um and see what we can do and and now that especially with the new accountant on board so we're not giving half the money away at the end of the year and uh, might actually retain some of the earnings um yeah it'll be interesting to see how this year pans out nick what would you say about greg's sort of depth of experience around the numbers and being able to pull apart Farm financials to really uncover where the opportunity is. Uh, absolutely sensational, and, and like he said, it also highlights things you don't need to focus on. If there's things that you think, oh, we'll try and save fifty bucks, a hundred bucks here, it's like, oh, don't worry about that sort of stuff. There's a lot bigger holes you need to plug uh, firstly before you start worrying about that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I think a thing I like about Greg is he's he's black and white. He's he's not afraid to tell you the truth. If you're wasting your time, he'll tell you, and um, he he doesn't sugarcoat anything. And um, and you know, uh, some people might take that the wrong way and think he's he's a bit, a bit mean. But at the end of the day, he's probably the nicest person getting around because he's he's honest to you, and um, I do appreciate that about him. Yeah, thanks, Nick. I'm, that impresses me so much about Greg as well, is that I think he's direct because he cares so much. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
his ability to cut through the numbers and you know, that three P benchmarking analysis that he's built. Um, I've seen quite a few benchmarking tools nationally, and I think it is the most comprehensive that I've seen. The way in which it can look at the whole farm completely and then break it down into enterprises and even crop types within enterprises or paddock performance um, and give people optics um, to support better decision making you know at a level that you know I haven't seen before I think it's incredible and you know to your point to have Greg's ability to kind of lean in and um, be very straight and direct to try and help you uncover where the sort of latent potential is um, Sort of time and time again, we see our clients get great results from those debriefs. Yeah, absolutely, and um, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to hear back from him soon, and um, and yeah, do the phone call and um, and make sure everyone's sitting in the room so they can all uh, get the spray from him and uh, and uh, hear the results, and um, and that way I'm not trying to translate it to the old man and the brother. They can sit there and. Um, and yeah, like I said, Greg's not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to be a snapshot of what it is and and a bit of a reality check. So yeah, fantastic. And I think um you know a lot of people get a shock with their first benchmark, don't they? That um there's a few reds rather than greens on the charts. But I think it's really healthy our our financial statements as they arrive to us from our accountants. Um, are designed to help us minimise tax. They're not necessarily the numbers that we need to help us make really meaningful and robust management decisions. And so, you know, getting those reports and seeing the actual very real and very accurate current reality, warts and all, um, can, whilst be shocking, it can be very um, empowering because, you know, we can all make positive change from where we're at. Thanks, Nick. So, mate, you touched on... um, just how good it is to be in a community of really positive farming peers, um, perhaps compared to some of our local um, communities. Would you mind just sort of speaking to that? I think a lot of us sort of go down to the local pub and we enjoy it, you know, for a bit of local chit-chat, but it's probably not where um, we get the very best sort of peers around us to, um, to learn from and grow with. What's your take on... Um, the importance of the farm owner community and 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 how you benefit from that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Being being around positive, like-minded people is just you, you can't put a price on that. And you know that the old saying: if you hang around five miserable people, you become number six. And you know, I've, I've definitely become a lot more picky with who I who I give my time to and who I hang around with and and um, yeah, because it's just some people just can't be fixed and they don't want to be fixed and they're happy being the victim and being miserable and all the power to them. I'm just not going to hang out with you, basically. I'm going to go find someone who's a bit more upbeat and positive and um, you find your circle gets a lot smaller um, from doing that, but I've realised that's, that's, not, that's not the end of the world. Um, but, yeah, I, I do love the, the farm owners and, and even the the slack community as well you've got you know 300 people holding you accountable 300 people that you can pitch questions to and 300 people that have probably had similar problems to what you've had and um as bad as it sounds sometimes on the 
the meetings you hear other people's problems and you think shit mine's mine's nowhere near as bad as what some other people are going through so it, it definitely puts things into perspective and um yeah definitely very grateful to be in that community Thanks, Nick. Yeah, and we've had clients this year and they're in their fourth year of really tough drought. Um, We've had families entirely burned out by fire um, this year. And, you know, I know two things. One is it does help us have perspective around our current realities, but it amazes me just the generosity um, in the way that people within our community get around those guys and actually genuinely support them to recover and get through tough times. I think it's just so important that we, you know, we've got that network around us when we are you know, in adversity and and um, needing that more direct support from good people. Thank you. Mark, what would you say about the Farm Owner Academy community and you know, how valuable that might have been for you. Yeah, um, a bit like Nick was saying there, Hutch, um, I get a lot out of that Slack channel too. You know, there's a lot of don't necessarily contribute as much as perhaps I should, but there's a lot of chit-chat there that really is relevant to all of us day-to-day. Um, that's a great support mechanism. But, but, yeah, one of the big things on that front that I've got about it about through farm owners is you know we can either operate above the line or below the line and um it's pretty good choice to be above the line and and to be involved with all people that think on that same front you know so um yeah that stability around and then once you get together you know whether if, i know we haven't been having a lot of luck with these deep dives but even these shallow dives you know there's that community that community spirit, you know, that, that excites us. Like we always come away feeling better and um, in better control, you know. And, and look, we're picking up some great new friends, a bit like Nick, Nick said, your circles start to um, probably close in places, but they open in others too. And, you know, we're starting to get people calling here and say good day on their family holidays and whatnot. And it's, they're bloody ripping people, you know, and you, you just, um, you're smiling when they arrive and you're, you're smiling when they leave, you know. They're just good good like-minded people to be around. So so that's just some more positives out of the group that we've been getting, you know, that, um, yeah, you know, one of your comments earlier on on, you know, how can you um, warrant the cost of it? Well, how can you warrant, how, how can you put a price on um, on great people, you know what I mean? Yeah, great comment. I love seeing the photos, you know, come up onto that online community that we have slack of and yeah. people touring to spend time with other farm owner members. I remember my old man did a Nuffield scholarship years ago. You know, I was eight and I remember he left for five months and went overseas and spent six months touring around the world researching, you know, financial analysis and exploring how to bring that back into Australian agriculture. And 20 years later, I got to tour around Australia as uh, Europe as an 18-year-old visiting all those sort of families that he had forged, you know, wonderful friendships with on his Nuffield scholarship. And... I kind of reflect on that, on how lucky I was. I mean, that was just an amazing experience for me as an enthusiastic young sort of you know, someone in their early years of wanting to be in the industry, but to see people sort of visiting each other and sharing um, each other's stories and supporting each other as part of sort of tours around Australia, it's absolutely unreal. 
So, Ben, with that, I think you've just played host to one of our alumni members, the Sanders, and you've had sort of five days with them. And I think it actually plays out that their son is one of your key team members now. Um, how uh, was your time having um, someone from South Australia and one of our sort of long-standing clients arrive and hang out with, with you and your family? Yeah, it was brilliant, Hutch. And, and just like Mark um, touched on there before, having people from all over the country drop in and see you, or we experienced that within six months of joining up. And, and um, yeah, I suppose uh, conversations were just free-flowing, easy to have, totally understood each other. We could talk about, you know, the intricacies of each other's business and understand the journey that we're also going on throughout the, the training platforms. You know, we could talk about uh, together amongst ourselves, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 whether it be about the podcast or about the, the, you know, the take control program or whatever the modules are, that we all just could relate to it and at the same time feed off each other um, and, and learn off others as well. Um, I, just the yeah, just surrounding yourself with the right people. I mean, these people that join up with these courses are going to be energetic. They're going to be positive. They're going to have you know, they're going to be concerned about their health and fitness. Um, and certainly, Dags and Fiona were all of that, and um, they inspired. Yeah, they they actually inspired us. Um, it was great to spend time with them. Amazing. Yeah. And so we're fortunate enough, like you said, to touch on that we engaged in their son. Um, young white to come up here for the year through just pure circumstance and coincidences um, um, and uh, yeah it's been a really good good outcome for us thanks Ben perfect so mate um the strategic planning component the coaching component the masterminding component um, would you mind speaking to sort of some of the, the features of um, the program that you know, and which bits you really do value, and perhaps then I'm really sort of also keen to hear where you're off to. Sort of what does the future look like um, for you and Kate and Sam and, and your business? Yeah, the um, well, uh, future plan. I think the boys touched on it before. It was something that possibly we don't like to talk about or bring up because it's just something that traditionally our industry hasn't, and it's usually what eventuates to uh, bring people down in our industry. So we have certainly, uh, we're really happy with our strategic plan and our goal setting um, um, as a group, um, particularly Sam and Kate and myself have certainly uh, been working on it really intently. Um, it's, it was really clear to us, to be honest. It actually wasn't a complicated process. We, we knew what we wanted. We knew what we needed to do. Um, it's something that we, we refer to um, at each meeting, um, you know, whether it be a quarterly meeting or a strategic meeting. Um, you know, depending on obviously quarterly meeting, we, we get more focused on uh, the three-month and the year plans um, and then come a strategic meeting, we get, which involves my mum and dad, we get more focused on the, uh, you know, the bigger picture, the next stage for all of us. Um, so I think... That allows you to be encouraged to do that. That allows you to um, to speak openly about it, and then um, you know, understanding everyone's needs 
and requirements and be comfortable to talk about that. I think through this process, it's because they're not easy things to talk about at times. And and as long as someone's prepared to talk about it, then it makes others feel like that they can raise that conversation as well. So I think it's essential because otherwise we're just we're just flying blind beforehand um, without a plan. Um, like I said, we we've we've won a, a really successful technical farm here, but at the same time we weren't um, focusing on the future enough at all. And and the capital allocation plan, to be honest, Hutch, that I I um, I get a lot out of that. I and I think that focusing focusing a bit of time on that and understanding that tool, which is is another amazing thing that FOA offer, is is Greg's toolbox. Um, unlike a technical toolbox, it's everything numbers and calculators. Um, no spanners or ratchets in there. It's uh, it's a phenomenal little tool it's really simple and it helps paint a really clear picture um, of it actually it actually tells you where you where you are in the here and now um, obviously with with debt levels and and um, interest current interest rate levels and and all those things but then it clearly um, defines the areas of your life and your business that you need to spend money on and um, and it basically gives you a number down the bottom there that you need to to achieve each year for that um, goal that you've set to be achievable, and you either have to rein in what you think, what your expectations are, or generate some more money somehow. Basically, um, so yeah, the capital allocation tool has been huge for us, Hutch. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, it's just such a simple tool, but so powerful. Mm. Like, the way that it actually helps people define, or help Jane and I define, you know, if we do want to educate our kids and retire comfortably and have regular holidays and be able to clear debt and meet all of the priorities that we need to in order to achieve our the goals we have in our future, how we need to conduct our investment and saving and um, financial management now in order to make all those things happen. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. I think it's actually the link between our strategic plans that we set and the financial forecast that we set, it's the thing that kind of brings those together really. Yeah, yeah I couldn't agree more. Um, totally agree. And, 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 and as a result of, I mean, it's, you've got to have, you know, set out some goals and set out a plan um, and then that's great, good, good first step. But then the capital allocation plan, I believe, just like you say, it ties it in beautifully and um, really helps you allow to just take a second look, step back and consider a few other things uh, um, about the direction that you're possibly going in um, and what it is that you actually want. You know, at the end of the day, what do, what do we want out of our lives? And I think, uh, um, I think the combination of a strategic plan and a capital allocation plan work really well together to help the discussion around that, uh, particularly as a family farming unit. We need to have those discussions for all generations, young and old. And I think personally uh, what I'm most excited about our generation of farming is I think the, um, uh, that transition period, the big, the, big, the big word succession planning is a, is a, is a difficult tough subject and one that raises a lot, of, a lot of hairs on a lot of people's backs. Well, I think um, these conversations 
um, allow that to not be such a difficult thing to be dealing with for the for the next generation. I think I think uh, I think we'll be thanks to people like FOA and, and our generation will be pioneers of a smoother tra- transition into um, successful businesses uh, for the next generation. Yeah, it's such a great point. I think when good business governance is applied and good strategic planning is applied, then it makes the the size of succession a whole lot more palatable and easier to navigate. Um, and I think, you know, you're a great example of that. I, I get a sense that you and Sam and Kate are really aligned to one really clear strategic plan, that you've got really good financial roadmap that supports that. Um, it must be great to know that you are in a, a family business where there is that real clarity on what the future looks like and that real alignment around the roadmap to make it happen. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Hutch. And probably, I'm probably, um, probably guilty of not realising that either, um, just the way that we were going. And, and it's... It's all right here. I mean, we just had to tweak a few things and, and, and probably got a lot of confidence out of, out of ourselves and, and our farming business to allow us to have that confidence. And, um, but that wasn't ever going to happen if we weren't to be educated about it, um, if we weren't to be made aware of it. And I think that's the key for us um, is, is, is just now being fully aware of it and with a bit of bit of guidance and and the boys have touched on it there before accountability i think that's one of the one of the greatest things about this this community we haven't been involved with it for as long as these other guys um but already the frequency of the of the um the engaged you know the the opportunities to be engaged with people whether it be a whether it be slack every day there's someone putting something on slack interesting um, questions to be asked, whether it be the online um, webinars, the Q&As, the growth sessions, the calls with Tracy, um, you know, whether it be an FOA newsletter, uh, whether it be a Platinum Mastermind coaching call and as a result of that call, our coach giving us a task to complete. There's just always something there that you've got to continue to to work on and be reminded about and not be guilty of just going to a two-day course or a three-day course and, yep, yep, I'm going to do that and tick that off that list and but then go home and get stuck into the nitty-gritty and completely forget about it. The frequency of the ability to be contacted and keep engaged with the group is, is crucial to its success, I think, for us all. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, I want to talk about accountability a bit more because I think um, and as, as business owners and almost especially farmers, there's just no one holding us accountable. Um, and I think it is absolutely a cornerstone of what this project is about. And I, I think, you know, when I spoke to Greg only yesterday about why it was that he, you know, and Greg, he and Robbo really sort of focused on creating this program it was very much around that point you made that we can go to so many full-day or two-day or three-day courses, come home and very little changes. You know, we might learn a lot there and think it was a great course, but, you know, without accountability, we can only necessarily implement so much from the information we might pick up. Nick, coming to you, mate, um, how aligned do you feel your family are um, now that you have um, a strong sort of strategic plan in front of your farm and business. 
Um, yeah, a lot better than what it was. Uh, if I had to rate it out of 10 um, two years ago, I would have given it a half. And uh, so we're at a five or six now and, and definitely progressing a lot further forward now. So we're, we're a lot of years ahead of where we were. Um, having the meetings with Tony Cat, bringing the succession on and like Ben touched on before, is working out, okay, what targets do we need to hit? So that the old man's looked after, he's satisfied, his retirement plan's in place, and then what steps do we need to put in place to bring the brothers, or myself and my brother, on board with the farming business and who's going to wear what hat, who's going to be in charge of what. Um, Yeah, one thing that definitely wasn't happening on the farm was the working on the business. We were all working in the business. There was no money allocated to training, successioning, um, improving the business in any way, shape or form. And and it's and uh, like Mark touched on before, it's the cost isn't something that sort of comes into mind. Like, yeah, you obviously gotta find the money somewhere, but you can't put a price on the value that's come from it because we'd probably still be dead in the water where we were two or three years ago, um, had we not come on board with the program and um, we, we're still painting the picture. I don't have my heart set on a particular outcome. I'm not like, I want that tractor or that block over there. It's what I want is a productive uh, farm that makes money and we all get along. And once all everything's signed, sealed and done, we're all still talking at the end of it. And we're thinking about the next generation successioning. Um, I've definitely have learnt from the mistakes of what we've done that I'll try and avoid it next time. You know, it's in a few years' time, the old man's wanting to retire and now we scramble around trying to top his super up to a million bucks so that he's looked after. And so that's, if that was a discussion had 10 years ago, it wouldn't be anywhere near the burden that it is now. Not that it's a huge burden, but it's it's definitely something that we should have been talking about a long time ago. And even for myself, um, I've gone, okay, where do I want to be in, in 20, 30 years' time? And, um, you know, the way I've got it is like, right, I want to have a million bucks in my super by the time I retire. And, and in my head, that that's sort of plan B. That's sort of if I've managed to stuff up every other adventure I've gone down in life, at least I've got that to fall back on. And um, hopefully the outcome's a bit better than that. But um, just, yeah, thinking long-term, um is is highly beneficial and we've definitely benefited from that thanks nick um you touched on having westy in your corner as a coach what's it like having a business coach there knowing that um you've got them in support and and holding you accountable to what you say you're going to get done month on month yeah well you 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 know there it's uh, support and accountability um yeah Westy sort of went through his journey with his family and and that sort of ended up in him walking away from the farm in the end and that's obviously the right decision for him and and that was sort of a a crossroad that I got to myself and and having him there to be able to talk about that sort of thing and and him coach me through that and he basically said just make a decision just make the call, get off the fence, work out what you want to do and own that decision. And I said, right, I'm staying here, I'm on the farm, I'm 100% committed because 
you know, you, you can't commit to anything if you've still got, you know, one foot in each door and you don't know what way you're going. And um, so I'm just completely scrapped that option. Um, so, you know, committed to the farm and um, having, yeah, just having Westy in your corner there, he's, you know, you do your monthly check-ins, but you, he's, he's, he's only a phone call away, you know, if you've got a two-minute question to run by him or, um, he's he's always got an answer, and if he doesn't, he'll, he'll definitely find it for you. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, it's um, it always impresses me just how dedicated our coaches are to the success of every single one of our members. Um, you know, consistently going the extra mile. But um, I also know that I can't see my own golf swing, and so having someone standing there on the side watching me, you know shank and hook and carry on um having someone there that can just watch how i'm running my show and turning up to my team and participating in my family and giving me some objective feedback so that i can hit it down the middle um i think it's a really consistent analogy with what coaching is all about and i think to your point that accountability um is where the rubber hits the road and where good plans can actually you know take action and, and yield us a result. So thanks for your comments, Nick. Mark, what Absolutely, about, yeah. Mark, what about for you, um, the accountability side of things and, um, and having a coach to call on, has that been a key part to the changes that you're making? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, Hutch. Um, my first experience with a coach, so I was a bit hesitant at first, but, yeah, for sure, reiterating what Nick was saying, you know, just just that support if you need it. But then more so for us, um, just being accountable and being held to that program um, is, is pretty solid, you know, um, when we bought this farm, it was, it was you know, really a lifestyle aspect thing probably, you know, but we've had to really turn that around now and we've got to turn it into a business and make sure it's a profitable business and uh, all the coaching is helping us uh, in the right direction in that aspect. Plus other, sorry, not only business-wise, like we quite often talk to Westy about personal things, you know, just that maybe we're not comfortable to talk to family members about or whatnot, you know, um, a bit along the lines of being able to contact Tracy with her helps too, you know. Um, we've got a lot out of that, mate. Like we've got a couple of <laughs> teenage kids and uh, everyone out there would know how difficult they can be sometimes. So it's been great even on that level, the coaching level, to be able to um, just get that out of district, out of family, out of friendship perhaps, that away from away from the uh, the smoke, I suppose. It just, um, yeah, we, we've... We've probably got as much out of that hutch and, and in total the course as, as anything else, to be honest. Thanks, Mark. It occurs to me, as you were saying, that there were a couple of days past Are You OK Day and um, you know, we talk about the importance of mindset and, and being open as leaders and as blokes communicating. Um, you know, I just think I feel personally just so fortunate to be part of this community um, knowing that I can call on other members of this community and other, other people sort of on the journey, um, you know, beyond just the business stuff. I think what I love about this program is that, you know, we realise that a business and a farm is just a vehicle to give us what we want in life um, and that there is absolutely more to farming than just making a profit. Yep, 
So thanks, Mark. So guys, um, so grateful for all your time. It's um, been wonderful to connect with each of you and to hear your stories. We could we could talk more about some of the specifics, but um, yeah, and and across the community, there are just some amazing stories of people getting incredible results and transforming their farms and um, their balance sheets and and their personal situations and um, as you said Ben it's really inspiring to be part of um, final question guys for those people out there that you know might be entertaining making a commitment in the platinum mastermind program and and sort of making their early inquiry about whether farm owners is for them um, what would you say to them um, about that sort of a commitment to themselves and their businesses? Ben, I might get you to speak first. Yeah, it's such a good question, Hatch, and, and what you were touching on there before, uh, obviously we've, we've spoken a lot about business and mindsets around business and structure, but to be honest, I think not only has that been so beneficial to us, but I've never read so many more books, I've never listened to so many more podcasts, I'm now, um, I've never been fitter. I'm back to 90, 90 kilos um, coming from 100. So, you know, that's probably more important than anything, isn't it? Um, so my, my ability to give myself um, some time uh, to accept that time with my family is a good thing. Um, weekends have always been important to us. But the engagement of a good employee has allowed me to have so much more time with my family. Um, um, it creates a, a better working environment because not everyone's as busy. So I hope that answers your question, Hutch. There's, just, there's more to it than just, uh, you know, it's, it's not all about the numbers. Obviously, that's really important. I mean, everyone might get something different out of it, but for me, that's probably been one of the biggest achievements is is um, is is myself, yeah, my me myself. So, yeah, hope that answers your question. Perfectly made, and it sends a really important message, I think, to those guys out there that think that to get ahead, they've got to work harder. Um, so many people are, and there is a stereotype that you touched on, Ben, right at the start of this conversation in our industry that I think is a real problem. That you know. It's a badge of honour to work harder than the bloke next door to you and, you know, it's almost a badge of honour not to be at the kids' sporting events and all of that. And, you know, I would dearly love to see all of that change and what you've just described is absolutely an example of giving yourself permission to make family your priority, knowing that the business is just a tool to, you know, provide for you the life that you want. Yeah, I couldn't agree more and... and 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 it's I mean it's crazy to think that that's where our mindset was and like you say we're guilty of it in this industry and 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 you can have conversations with people whether it be the pub or whether it be the footy or whether it be amongst your friends and and you get reminded of that 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 you're now a little bit different but but um, but that's okay um, so hopefully that it inspires people around me to um, to think a little bit differently about it and approach their life um, with a little bit more freedom to their lifestyle. Yeah, nice, Ben. Thank you. I think absolutely. I think that's that's the bit that we want to wear as a badge of honour, right, rather than the other. 
Yeah. Actually, Hutch, if I could bring up one point, I, I actually, at our last strategic meeting, which, which I won't be honest, it's not all roses. We, we, we have some heated moments and, and um, some tense times. But my, um, I said to my dad, who's uh, recently retired, my mum and dad are retired uh, two years ago, and, but my dad still comes out every week. Like it's his ritual. Monday comes out, heads back Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and uh, I told him that he's created a freedom farm. Um, you know, trying to explain this journey that we're trying to get on. I said, "Well, you've got it. This is this is it for you, Dad." And and he sort of sat back and oh, I kind of like that terminology. It sits quite well with me. So we went from a little bit of a heated moment to a moment that he uh, could understand where I was coming from. And and um, yeah, I, I just thought that was really nice. It was perfect um, for him to accept it. That that uh, that's what he's got, and that's okay. He should be happy with that. He doesn't have to be coming out here working every day of the week and living here and dying here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do love. The, I think the one common goal that most of us or all of us in farm owners have is that in some way we're all after our own definition of what it is to have a freedom farm, and you mm. know that is just something that is profitable and structured and systemised such that it can work without us. And, you know, to have our clients on six and eight week and three month holidays, you know, travelling the world while their farm, you know, profits and grows while they're away. I mean, that's just outstanding. But it's also great to know that the older generation that perhaps haven't given themselves permission to achieve that are on board with it as well. Yeah, totally agree. It's been a big a big transition for all of us and, and we're fortunate enough to be in that situation. And um, like I touched on there before, uh, probably we're all guilty of not, um, we're all guilty of not probably realising where the, you know, this wonderful opportunity that we've been presented as, as us being the next generation, as my mum and dad, like I say, they can successfully retire knowing that their legacy has been left in good hands. Like I've, you know, got 100% confidence in that. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh, probably another mindset shift again for all of us, and we've had to go on that little journey together. Mm-hmm. And like I say, it's it's not easy, it's not perfect, but eventually, with a common goal, we, we we've got there. We get there. I think Ben blokes don't often talk about the power of gratitude you know and it's easier to focus on the negative in you know the negative of what's in our lives at the moment than it is to see the positive but you know to your point we have so much to be grateful for um so much you know to appreciate the fact that i've got eyesight arms legs healthy kids a farm to operate you know that we're safe in at this time there is always just so much to be grateful for and i think What's nice talking with you is just, you know, you more than anyone has that really upbeat and really positive perspective. Um, and I think you lead from that place, which is which is evident and obvious and a real credit to you. Oh, thanks very much, Arch. Appreciate that. Thanks for your comments, Ben. Nick, what's your um, perhaps final comment as we come to a close? Um, and again, for those people thinking about applying to be part of our community, you know, what would you say to them? 
Um, I think a big thing for people um, that I've realised is you just need to put your ego aside and, and realise that um, reaching out and learning something new isn't admitting that you don't know everything. I think that's a tough thing, especially for the older generation, that if they accept someone else's learnings and wisdom, that they're admitting that they don't know everything. And um, that's a, definitely a tough obstacle for a lot of people to get over is just um, yeah, be open to learning and and you know the day you stop learning is the day you start dying and and it's it's just opened this massive can of worms it just made me realize that there's just no limit to what you can learn and and, and improve and you know perfection for me has always been a moving target if you think you're getting close to perfection you need to move your sights a little bit higher and and that's you know that's definitely what i've learned yeah from doing this course and um and hanging around like-minded people Thanks, Nick. Yeah, um, I look forward to getting to, to sort of follow your journey and see where you two, you progress from now. It's just so great to see, and we haven't even touched on your off-farm business and the rate that that's growing um, you know, at the same time and concurrently with you know, your family farming business. Um, but, yeah, look forward to seeing your next few years as um, you, so you square away some of those important discussions around succession and family alignment and really crack on so thank you for your time today as well it's been great having you part of this no no worries Hutch I'm I'm excited too I'm very very grateful to um have the mindset that I do and and be in the position that I am so it's um it's easier to have a spring in your step when you when you have gratitude 100% thanks Nick Mark, you get the uh, the final comment here, mate, um, which somehow is perfectly appropriate. <laughs> um, how's the future look for you, Mark? And and um, any final comments? Yeah, the future. Yeah, you got me there. Yeah, the future is great, Hutch. Um, look, I'm I'm envisaging here someone who's sitting and listening to this podcast. Um, they're obviously showing an interest in farm owners because they're listening to it. So I'm, time, I'm being aware of our time I've got left here, but, look, all I'd say to you is, look, have a crack, get back on the horse, you know. As Ben said earlier on, it's, it's not easy, but, but back yourself, you know. If you're, um, if, you're, if you're showing interest in this program, uh, you're obviously looking for some growth. So, yeah, all I'd say is get excited. We're involved in a great industry. Just get hold of it. Take the horse by the reins. Thanks, Mark. Great to see you up at the Armour Tree pub just north of Dubbo a couple of weeks ago. Even with COVID, it was really nice to get a small group of Central New South Wales members together and to have a day and a night together. So thank you for that and thanks for being with us today, mate. Yeah, yeah, no troubles, Hutch. Uh, grateful to be here, mate. Thanks, everyone, and thanks to uh, the other participants. Thanks, Mark. So, um, thanks, guys. As, as I say, we could, we could chat on, guys. Um, I'm going to bring this to a close. It's Friday afternoon and, um, you know, there's uh, <coughs> enjoy. But um, personally, I just feel so proud to be part of this community. I haven't seen anything like it. I think the program is so complex, so sophisticated and so comprehensive from the benchmarking through the training, through the online learning, through the webinars, the masterminding, there are so many elements to this. I cannot wait to get our community together um, at the next deep dive, hopefully in February. I'm, you know, I'm absolutely uh, 
confident that we're going to get people together then. Um, thanks again to the three of you. It's been great having you part of this. And for others out there, please know that between now and the end of October that we're accepting applications to the Farm Owner Academy program. So if that interests you, please jump onto our website, farmownersacademy.com forward slash platinum mastermind. And um, there's heaps of information there. We would welcome your application. And um, hopefully at some point we get to see you part of this journey and part of this incredible community. So um, that's it from us. I hope hearing some of uh, Ben and Mark and Nick's stories have been um, a good learning for you and um, given you a bit of a look under the bonnet of um, a program that I think over time will continue to make a really significant impact on our great industry. So thank you to all of you. Have a great month and um, look forward to checking in again in our next podcast. Take care and bye for now.